Hello, I'm Billy, and this is the Unlock Your Child's Full Potential podcast, where we discuss how to give our children a head start in life and teach them some basic principles of success that will serve them well in adult life. This podcast is about the lessons that are often not taught in school, and it's up to us as parents to shine the light and coach our kiddos. Things like building their confidence, developing integrity, and a strong work ethic, shaping a worldview. It will also be about cultivating emotional intelligence skills, money mindset, personal growth habits, to name a few. I'm a mom of three young girls, and my mission is to raise them to be good humans, happy and fulfilled adults. Join me on my quest to learn more ways to parent with intent and raise thriving kids. I'm here to create a space where you feel supported and inspired to bring these lessons into your home and try them out. Let's dive in. Hey guys, Summer is here. Kids are out of school, bursting with energy and ready for adventures. Where I live, summer break is three months and a half. This is way too long in my opinion. My kids even yearn for school at some point. For reference, in Germany, summer break is less than two months. Anyway, if you don't plan to spend the whole summer on the seaside, I have some ideas for summer activities that are suitable for children between 6 and 13, kids who are maybe too young to be on their own all the time and old enough to need more than babysitting. I've seen people enroll kids in all kinds of courses to learn a new language or to catch up on math classes, for example. My plea to you, let's give our little ones some well-deserved rest first. Let's give them a chance to learn from experience, from play, from nature. Kids learn in so many ways. And the traditional school setting imparts knowledge to students through lectures, textbooks, and assignments. Let's use kids' free time to focus more on hands-on learning experiences in real-life situations. If you still want to dedicate some time to learning a second language, you can do it more engaging and kid-friendly by incorporating interactive activities. For example, you can look for language immersion activities where children engage entirely in the target language. This could include play dates with native speakers, cultural events, or even virtual tours of countries where the language is spoken. Although I am very cautious with screen time, kids will be watching TV. There is no escape from that. But when they do, I ask them to watch it in English. The bonus here is that there are many more choices of interesting movies and shows in English than in Bulgarian. Another favorite tool of mine for promoting a second language is music. Have them listen to the music they love and read the lyrics. Then have a karaoke night when they can perform for you. Music helps children remember words and phrases more easily. All those phrases they'll learn from the songs will stick with them for life. But I would like to go back to learning from experience now. I highly recommend nature camps. There are so many positives about that. Children are out in nature, breathing fresh air, far from screens, physically active and grounded. This is a great way for city kids to have a proper childhood playing with dirt, getting a lot of sunlight. The experience fosters a sense of wonder, curiosity, and appreciation for the natural world that will last a lifetime when introduced early. 
My seven-year-old and my nine-year-old are currently going to a camp like that. I get them on a bus every morning and they spend the day in the mountains nearby. At the end of the day, they're back home, beaming and full of stories. The first day, they went hiking. The second, rock climbing. Then they did kayaking and horseback riding. Man, I would love that. Maybe I'm biased here because I went to nature camps when I was young and these are my best memories. And then I developed a love for outdoor recreation. My girls love it so much. They're excited to get up early in the morning and they're happy and physically exhausted in the evening. And they learn a lot from the whole experience. First, they didn't know the other kids in the group. They didn't know the instructor. They were a bit anxious the first day. But they learned to make new friends and communicate with different people. And this fosters empathy and collaboration. And second, they are exposed to new sensory experiences. They face new challenges and learn new skills. Rock climbing and kayaking were something completely new for Laura and Mary. Mary even cried when she realized she had to go up the high rocks. But she overcame her fear, she trusted the instructor and had so much fun once she let go. Being around other kids her age who were climbing the same rocks gave her the confidence that she can do it too. And at the end of the day, she was so proud of herself. She learned she can do more than she expected from herself. In a month or two, I'm sending those two to a different camp. This time, they will spend a week away from home, sleeping in tents, sitting by the bonfire, and stargazing. And they will have no connection with me. Some parents give their kids a phone so they can check on them. I myself prefer to just let them be. If they need to hear from me badly, the instructors will call me. I want my kids to gradually become more and more independent and learn to take care of themselves. And also, the two of them being together can become much closer when we, the parents, are not around to meddle in their quarrels. Children grow up so much from these experiences and acquire the soft skills that, in my opinion, are even more valuable than hard skills. With Google and AI, so much of what they learn in school becomes obsolete pretty quickly. So we should focus on building children's character. Okay, enough with nature camps. I'm sure by now you're contemplating and rolling them for at least one camp this summer. Other ideas I have for my girls this summer are number two, starting a small garden or in our case, growing plants in pots. Gardening requires regular care and attention. And it's a great learning experience because children learn to take responsibility for watering, weeding, and nurturing their plants. They understand the importance of patience as they wait for the seeds to sprout and plants to grow. Idea number three, books. I'm a big proponent of reading books, not necessarily the ones from the summer reading list they gave them at school. At an early age, it's more important to get kids inspired to read a lot so they get used to it and reading becomes part of their life. I personally believe that books can change your life. Whatever your situation is, someone out there has gone through the same and shared the lessons in a book. 
In my opinion, it could be very beneficial if the kids get used to looking for information and inspiration in books. Encourage your child to read the same book together with a friend so they can discuss what's happening and push each other to read more. Go to the library or the bookstore together so they can choose the book they want to read. Establish a consistent reading time as part of your child's daily routine. Consistency helps develop a reading habit. They can fill out a reading journal as a way to create a sense of accomplishment. They can look back and see, I read so many books during this summer. I read the first one in two weeks. The second one took me just 10 days and so on. Acknowledge their progress, whether it's completing a book or reaching a certain reading goal, like 50 pages a day, or discovering a new favorite author. Celebrate these milestones and achievements. Idea number four. I would also have them go to sports practices. Being out of school doesn't mean they have to stop their regular sports classes. On the contrary, they can increase the frequency or add a new sport and see if they want to switch to something different in the next school year. It's a great time to experiment. Number five, art classes are a great option too. Here, I would follow the children's lead. My girls want to have piano lessons this summer. There are all kinds of options for creative outlets. Painting sessions, pottery workshops, drama classes, music lessons. Many art studios and music schools offer summer programs tailored to different age groups. And if you don't have the time to squeeze in an art class in your already busy schedule during the school year, summer break is a great time to focus on the creative. Idea number six. Encourage them to try to earn money. At this age, kids are already interested in earning some pocket money. You can assign age-appropriate chores and create a reward system for completing tasks. You can encourage entrepreneurial ventures like selling crafts or offering services to neighbors. It will give them a taste of running a business and earning their own income. Number seven. Another idea I have for this summer is to have Laura and Mary go out by themselves for a longer period of time. Again, we live in the city, they are seven and nine, and they are not used to going anywhere alone except to the store nearby. So I'm buying an old school phone, the one that you can use just for calling and text messaging, because I think smartphones and social media should be delayed as long as possible. And I'm going to let my girls play on the playground for a couple of hours by themselves and just call and check on them from time to time. This way, I can have some quiet time to work and they can be outside playing and feeling grown up and responsible. I would also encourage them to talk on the phone with their friends. So... They can have a way to stay connected and share about their experiences to their friends, even though they might not see them the whole summer. One last point. No doubt sometime during these three months, your kids will complain that they are bored out of their minds. Don't worry about that. Let them be bored. It's not a bad thing. Kids these days are so used to being stimulated all the time. 
When they're bored, they're forced to tap into their creativity and imagination to find ways to entertain themselves. Boredom helps children learn to cope with frustration and manage their emotions. It gives them an opportunity to practice patience. It encourages them to explore new hobbies, to reflect and daydream. Okay, these were my ideas. Try some of them out. Tweak them. Find what works for you. And please share with me any ideas for summer activities that you have. I love receiving DMs on Instagram. My handle is at your underscore child underscore full underscore potential. I've also put it in the show notes. Have a pleasant summer and enjoy your kids' company. I'll see you next week. I would like to tell you about a free resource I created. It's called the Connection Blueprint, and it consists of five tools that will help you improve your relationship with your child and create an environment where your kid feels seen, heard, and loved. After all, all the lessons we want to teach our kids require us to have a trusting relationship with them so that they are ready to hear our advice and lean on our support. Anytime I feel disconnected and out of sync with my own children, I go back to this blueprint, put the tools to practice, and it works wonders. I'm sure having a loving and trusting relationship with your kid is a top priority for you too. So check the show notes and get your copy of the Connection Blueprint now. Thank you so much for listening and letting me be a part of your day. If you enjoyed this episode or the show in general, please share it with a friend and help me reach more moms around the world. I would also appreciate it if you consider leaving me a review. Reviews are literally the lifeblood of a podcaster and help me so much. Don't forget to subscribe so you get notified when a new episode drops. See you next week.